Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And give me the kitty cat bracelet, you mother... Oh no, it... There was a quick cut because the guy I was talking to just died. And if yeah. you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. That's absolutely right, because what we do on this podcast is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible, and then when the movie comes out, quite like this week, we go back and we take a look, and then we work out how close we got to predicting it, and see if we're as special as we think we are. <laughs> yeah, we're special. We're special we every week, in, in a way. <laughs> Especially you, the dear listener who's joined us yes. on this great day when we're talking about nobody. Exactly. And again, we're not talking about Manny D, we're talking about the movie Nobody. <laughs> Sorry, I re- had to Thank re- you for you reusing that joke. I had to recycle that joke from last time because I enjoyed it. So it caught me off guard when I re-listened to the episode this week. And so I'm like, let's use it again. <laughs> so this isn't necessarily a review of the movie Nobody, so we're not going to go over the actual plot of the movie beat by beat. We're only going to relate what we predicted about the movie to what actually happened in it. So if you haven't seen the movie Nobody, and I think you probably should if you're interested... Please watch that first before listening to this episode. And if you haven't listened to our original Nobody prediction, please listen to that first before continuing any further with this one because we're just going to, you know, relate what we said back to that episode. So I think you'll be a little bit lost if you haven't heard that original episode. Would you agree, Matty D? Yes, I would agree. You're, and you'd be missing out. You'd be missing out on, That's a, right. on a fun episode. You'd be missing out on a fun movie. And uh, yeah. You'll be missing out on so many cuckold jokes. <laughs> yes. Because that was a big element on that original episode that, yeah, it really surprised me listening back to it. So we will record those original episodes about two years before we go back and revisit them. So a lot of the time, both me and Matty D haven't listened to the episode since it came out. And we completely forget what we so said. We forget everything we about forget it. We forget what our predictions oh, are. Oh, I absolutely forgot so everything about I, I kind what of I thought, thought this movie was. I thought maybe I kind of got close to the money. I guess we'll see when we yes. talk about it. Yeah, but we'll then see. When you hear what you thought was going to happen in the movie, you're just like, what? Yeah, especially if it's a movie you're really familiar with, <laughs> like I am. So here's the thing about Nobody. Let's get into it right now. So I saw Nobody when it came out in cinemas twice. Went and saw it twice in the cinema. Now that's telling. Ended up buying it on DVD. I've now seen that's it twice. More telling. I've seen it twice on DVD since I bought it. So I think that just goes to show you what I think of the movie and if you if, if I enjoyed it or not. I hate the movie, so I'm just watching it <laughs> over and over again to really cement the fact that I hate it. Uh, You're yeah. buying it so no one else can buy it, so no one has to live through that pain. Yeah, that's right. So I actually got the DVD for free, so that's probably one of the reasons why uh, I ended up grabbing it. Otherwise, I don't know if I would have bought it, but uh, I have a rule. I have a general. Everybody should know this general rule now, and I think you should follow it if you don't already. I have a rule where if I see a movie three times, I have to buy it. I have to own it because it's clearly a movie I'm going to watch over and over again. And so why waste my money trying to like rent it or you know find a streaming service where it's available when I can just have it there on the shelf right next to the TV Grab it, put it in, watch it. Easy as that. You're such an old soul, Kieran, still having your physical DVDs. Well, I'm not the one crying to me everywhere going, I can't find the movie anywhere. (laughs) Who does that? (laughs) Who does that? On my three streaming services, I can't find a movie. That really pisses me off. exactly. Exactly. Four, actually. Anyway, Well, here's the thing. If it's a movie you like, you know, and if you just watch it on a streaming service, you're going to be like... Oh, I'm going to watch, you know, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Mm. Where do I find... I don't know where to find Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. I'm going to have to pay $14 to rent it on some, you know, rental site when I could have bought the DVD for $9 10 years ago. Well, actually, it's free on streaming services, but anyway. Well, not free. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All streaming services are free, Maddie. You don't have to pay for them. Right. You're getting my point? Yes, I get your point. How many times... If you're just watching Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, and you pay $13 a month, how much do you think it is on DVD? It's not $13, I'll tell you that. Well... 
But you get the, you get the whole catalog of everything. You can, and, and you watch all of it, I'm sure. Time. Anyway. Well, anyway. <laughs> yeah, we're getting way off track here. Let's talk about how well we did with predicting the plot of Nobody. So, mm. Nobody, it came out in the cinemas back in 2021. I went and saw it. <laughs> you saw it recently. Mm-hmm. How much do you think it made in the worldwide box office? So, I've had a really deep think about this. Really? And I don't even want to know the budget. You don't want to know the budget? No. I think you really should know the budget. Okay, tell me the budget. It was $16 million. Okay. So, not a huge budget, given the fact that Marvel movies usually have like a $200 million budget. Mm-hmm. Just little old nobody over here with $16 million. That's less than uh, I think Charlie's Angels had. Mm. So, how much? So, with your big thinking? I think it made roughly about $85 million. Wow. That's a big call, given that it came out during COVID. Yes. Okay, $85 million. I tell you what, you're not too far off because it made $57.5 million on a $16 million budget. Okay, so a lot lower than what I thought. Well, not a lot lower. That's only 30, 30 million less. Okay. So I'm going to give you $30 million less in your pay packet this year, Manny D, <laughs> see if you notice. Minus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. The movie was a big hit, mm. given that it came out in COVID. They were expecting the movie to make $7 million. Really? Yeah, because all movies at the time were making about $7 million. So yeah. let's not forget that Bloodshot came out, made no money. Well, well, well. <laughs> Charlie's well. Angels came Oh, wait, that was pre-COVID. Uh, <laughs> so Charlie's Angels, just for, for reference, mate, what was it? Was it $71 million? And that was considered a failure? I think it was. Charlie's Angels? Yeah, I think Charlie's Angels... Charlie's Angels was a flop. But here's the thing. Back in the day, back in 2004, almost two decades ago, movies used to make like $200 million in the box office easily. Doesn't happen anymore. No, that's... Well, it's kind of sad. Look at Avatar making almost two billion. Oh, don't don't talk to me about that. <laughs> Avatar, the way of you know what about billion. that movie? People who did like it, but it seems like people just. I actually know friends of yours who did like it. <laughs> well, I, I, it's almost like people go to the go to watch this movie just because they have to, because it's like the biggest movie out right now, and they're, they're yes. just getting that money because of that. Yes, so it literally feels like homework, like movie homework, where this is Avatar, <laughs> the way of water, not nobody, which is the movie we're here to talk about this yes, week. So we, Avatar, we, the we way of water, get on point soon, but yeah, like <laughs> Avatar, the way of water. I feel like everyone because everyone's going to see it. Because it's movie homework. There's a lot of there's a lot of FOMO where everyone's just like, oh, yeah, I better better go go see it so everyone I I know what everyone's talking about. Yeah, wait, it's just a big budget remake of Free Willy. Who would have thought? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when a new restaurant comes to town, everyone's like, oh, well, I better better try it out, right? Yes. There's lines out the door. It doesn't matter if the food is good or not. Yeah, there's lines out the door. Everyone's going, so I'll go too. I'll take a photo of me going on my Instagram. So I live in a restaurant town, and that's always the case every week. So like a new restaurant will open up, and they always do this thing where they like put flowers outside the the front of the restaurant to indicate that it's a new restaurant that's just opened up. It's like a good luck thing, and you always see like a massive queue of people just queuing up to go to this new restaurant and then like outside of the opening you never see that again (laughs) (laughs) i'd be putting flowers outside my restaurant every time let's put flowers outside of nobody okay because a sequel is in development of course it is can you believe that i was actually re-watching the movie as i you know typically do for these shows to you know find out how close we got but as i was watching it i was thinking man if they did make a sequel to this what direction would they go in yeah and then when i found out they were actually making a sequel i went Oh wow! Now I'm actually going to have to think what direction it's going to go in because we're probably going to have to cover it on the show. Yeah, I guess. I guess him being roped back into the job. I guess that's where they would. That's go. what they did with John Wick too. I don't want them oh, to do that. What would they copy John Wick? No way! We're going to have to get into that because that's a big element of my plot. <laughs> so the producers have actually suggested doing a crossover with Tom and Jerry. No. With John I Wick. I would love Tom and Jerry crossover. With, with, nobody. with nobody. Wow, what a different tone. No. Sorry, who, who with? With John Wick. So they are, are actually talking about doing a potential crossover with Do John Wick. Do those universes work? 
So they have said that they are the same universe. Oh. I don't know how that works because given that we said that they're both very different universes they, they in our like assessment. They feel very different movies. I know people will disagree yes. with me. I mean, they, there's similarities definitely, but... So they have the same producers, so they can always cross it over. Right. So the same production company made both movies, so they can always cross them over. I don't know. I, I, I kind of see John Wick as more... Uh, Cartoony. Uh, yeah. Even though this is the comedy movie. John nobody. Wick is like the, the solid straight-laced action movie mm. where this is like the comedy, except weirdly enough, we're, we always refer this one is like the more realistic and John Wick is the, like the cartoon even though yeah this this movie is very much done for last while John Wick is like I said to its detriment these days the sequel's always like done straight faced with a tear in the eye Vin Diesel style it kind of is cool to see them fight each other that'd be sick yeah I think that's what they're planning on doing that'd be cool so we'll see in the future I suppose so something that I think is really important to point out before we go into assessing our plot predictions we called the bad guy of the movie Carnigan yes. His name yes. is not Carnegie in the movie. It's what is Julian. it? Julian. That's absolutely right. So now that was our information. That's just was, misinformation. Yeah. That's the information that they gave us before the movie came out. It happens all the time. If you listen back to that original episode, every time we talk about Carnegie, we're talking about Julian, and that's not our fault. That's what they called the bad guy. That's what we went off. So yeah, that's right. Don't hold us. This was in all the don't hold us to not court. In, in the official promotional material. They didn't really give him a name, but like on IMDb, they listed his character mm. as Carnegie. On Wikipedia, which you, we should never use to get our information, they called him Carnigan, but unfortunately we still do use that. So, the best thing about these episodes is going back and listening to what we thought, having seen the movie, the way that we score how we went is done through an elaborate point system. Matty D, would you care an to explain system. how our extremely elaborate, unable to explain in a single <laughs> sentence point system works? I'll try to explain in a sentence. Please do. All right. So if we get something that's not in the... I'm not going to say this in one sentence. That's absolutely impossible. But if we have guessed something that's not in the trailer or any promotional materials, we give ourselves two points. Mm. If we guess something that appears in the trailer or the promotional material, that gives us one point. If Mm. we guess something that is kind of accurate to the movie but not quite there, it deserves half a point. And if we get something completely wrong, that's zero points. We calculate it and that's how we assess how good or how bad we called the movie. Yes, and let's get into it right now because we've piss-farted around enough already. So, Matty D went second in the episode, which meant I went first. So, let's get straight into how I did with predicting the plot of Nobody. Let's go. Now, this was a prediction that you said was very hard. Yes, very hard. You said at the end of it you were very confident. So, let's see how well well you did. You said you didn't think you would call the whole thing, but you thought you called enough. Okay. You said maybe 80%. Can't wait to get into what you said. (laughs) Yeah, can't wait either. Um, Also, I thought it was funny during the episode you said you were never going to get to see a new James Bond movie at that time. And congratulations. We're now, if you've listened to that episode, episode, jumped forward in time to listen to this actual spoilers and nobody. Oh, no. The other, the best, the funniest part about that episode, it was right at the start, we said The Little Things was out in cinemas and we were both really excited to see the movie (laughs) because we said, quote, it looks like a really good movie. And if you listened to our episode last week. Yeah. No, two weeks ago, you know that that wasn't the case. So that that's a little sad moment in that original episode. <laughs> so, we were very excited to see the little things. So if you've just jumped from the nobody episode to listen to the actual spoilers, you're like, I wonder what wonder how their reaction is to how the movie came out. Kieran is happy that new James Bond movie is out. Yes. We both like that movie and little things <laughs> oh, yes. not so much. Anyway, let's talk about what you thought was gonna happen in the movie Nobody. You said before you even started talking about the plot that you thought that the movie was going to be a combination of Breaking Bad and John Wick. Now, when we say these kind of things, yeah. obviously... Tonally, I'm saying, not to- plot-wise. Absolutely, tonally. Now, this is up to for, you know, 
subjectiveness. You could argue this, but I think that's true. And I give you two I points. I do too. You said that it would have the Breaking Bad aspect of seeing a mundane guy kind of becoming a monster. These yes. are my words, not your words, but he would be kind of come a badass, completely polar opposite to how we, how we see him at the start that's of the right. movie. And you also said that a big part of the plot was going to be that he actually enjoys what he's doing, much like Walter White in Breaking right. Bad, which is a huge part so of the movie. he prefers being a criminal to being like a regular suburban Joe. Gives him a rush, gives him some excitement, gives him a sense of purpose. So two points before you even start oh, talking very about much. your movie. So you said that the movie was going to start with a flash forward. I give you two points. That is how the movie starts. Yeah, well done me. You're a little bit wrong. A little bit. With how you thought the movie was going to start. You thought almost like Max Payne 3. It would start with uh, Hutch walking through a room full of chaos. There are dead bodies all over the place. Yes. Uh, beating up people. There's. I am so lucky, by the way, that I kept mm. referring to Max Payne 3 because this movie ended up being so similar oh. to Max Payne Tell 3. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. But yeah, we, we were going to see Hutch in your plot walking through and as he's walking through this chaos, police catch him and he raises his hands up to yeah. kind of surrender. Now, this does not happen, but what you follow up with yes. does happen, which you said we see Hutch... Uh, being taken to interrogation room. Yeah, that's right. Straight from the little things. Absolutely. And and getting sort of questioned by some police officers. Well, not so quite. Denzel like Washington comes in and starts grabbing at his genitals. I thought. Okay, what's we, this? What's this? Now, I thought we agreed we were not going to talk about the little okay, things. Okay, sorry. So, <laughs> that's a strike. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we, we need to move got on. Two more. I don't want. I, this no, is wait, my, sorry. I've got one more. We already talked oh, about the little well, things. Right. This is, that's my PTSD, watching the little okay. things. Yes. So, yeah, that that's how the movie actually starts. The movie starts yeah. with him in the interrogation room. Which is basically room. what I said. So I give you. So that was an incredible prediction on my behalf. I give you a point and a half, and okay. here is why: because you started in a different way, but also we saw that in the trailer. But I think it no, deserves. We didn't. Yes, we did see. We didn't see that the movie was going to start with a flash forward. We see that scene in the trailer. Yeah, doesn't mean yeah. that we. I knew that the movie was going to start that way. I gave you two points for saying it was a flash forward. Fair enough. And then I give you one point because that scene's in the trailer. Oh, okay, I, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. And then I give you half a point because I think it's worth more than just one. So. Okay. Yeah. That's come on. Got you there. Man, come yep. on. I wouldn't, yeah, I got you. I wouldn't, I'm not holding out on you. Come on. I take this seriously. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you said that Hutch is ignoring the interrogators and ignoring the police that are questioning him. He's smoking a cigarette. Well, this is kind yeah. of true. Uh, until they ask him one question in which he answers, they ask him who he is, and he who says, Who the fuck are you? He says, I'm nobody. Now, this does happen in the movie. The only difference is, is that. It gets cut off before he answers. That's right. And it does happen at the end of the movie. And again, we see this in the trailer, so I'll give you a point for that. Yep. We see, in your plot, we see Hutch a few weeks prior. You said that he mm-hmm. can't sleep. He has severe PTSD. He tells everyone his PTSD is from a car accident he had. Uh, car accident's not a factor in the plot, no. but everything else is. Uh, it's stuff that you found off, found off the promotional material, right. so I'll give you two sets of one points there. You said that- And we is s- it the case in the movie? Are you asking me? Yeah. I'm asking your opinion. So I really questioned whether I would give you a point for this because watching the movie, I didn't see a lot of PTSD there, but you could presume it. It was in the promotional material, and I guess the way he acts, you could kind of take take that away. We kind of thought it was going to be a different thing where he was going to have like panic attacks and you know. Yeah, that's right. It's not the case. No, he's like repressing his desire to kill people. So he doesn't really relax. He doesn't really sort of settle into life until he goes back to killing people again. And I think that's the whole reason he's staying up at night. That's the whole reason he can't sleep. I think that's the whole reason there's a divide between him and his wife. He's unsettled. I mean, it was something they said about the character, so I'm just taking that as face value. So it could be post-retirement stress syndrome. (laughs) It's midlife crisis. I guess this whole movie is a metaphor for a midlife crisis. Absolutely. Well, it is, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll give you a point anyway. I Fair mean, enough. It's, it's arguable. You could debate it's not. I'm just going to take it as it sort of is. I mean- Yeah, he, fight us. Fight, fight us on this. Write us nasty letters. Find us on a bus. See what happens. <laughs> we'll probably be beaten up. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. <laughs> we'll run away. Stop it. Stop it, please. Let me off the bus. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get off the bus now? You said in your plot that we would see Hutch's life. Uh, he fails to put mm-hmm. the bins out. Oh, he, man, does he? he? Yeah, tell me about it. He doesn't have the respect of his Just children. leave the bin out there. <laughs> please, just leave the bin out there, Hutch. I have never had that much issue taking the bins out. And I live no. a pretty hectic life and I always manage to take my bins out. Yeah, I, but I've never, I've never missed a bin day. I don't know what this guy's problem is. You see, the thing is, I live in like a complex, so we share bins. So it's always one person's job to take out the bins. So I'll typically take out the bins and so they will be collected. But if I happen to slip up and forget, the bins won't be taken out. Right. And uh, there's two other households whose responsibility is to take out the bins. So I take out their bins. <laughs> and so, like I said, if I miss a week, the bins aren't being taken out. So I can sympathize with Hutch. Can I want to kill my neighbors. <laughs> you relate to this. We're talking about bin days on yes. a movie podcast. Yeah. Welcome. All right. Uh, yeah. So back to your plot. You, you said that he wouldn't have the respect of his kids. As I said, you said he would be late to the bus getting to work. Now, you speculated that he would stand up to his boss. Now, this is not the case. His Where boss, does he work? I get to it. Okay. Don't you worry, your pretty little head. Don't you worry. Jeez, I'm really jumping the gun this you week. You are. You More are. You're one. too eager. So, yeah, he doesn't stand up to his boss, not in the way that he that you imagine he does, but he ends up uh, buying the business off his boss. That's right. Which I guess you can kind of take as standing up to him. And, and also- his brother-in-law that works or that works for the company, yeah. and I believe he's an owner of the company as well, or yeah, co-owner. Hutch punches him in the stomach and wins. That's him. right. At so, the end of the movie, so I give you uh, three sets of one points for everything you called about mm. Hutch's life. This is all stuff we see in the trailer, and I give you half a point for standing up to his boss because you're kind of on the right track there, in my opinion. Next point, I watched this movie, heard your prediction, went back and tried to find scenes where they mentioned the business name and found uh, what actually freeze-framed on one of the, I think, invoices Hutch was looking at, and it was, the company's name was like Williams Williams Industries. Williams Manufacturing. So I give you two points there, something you harped on about in the original episode. I went back to see, and you are right, you called the business that Hutch works for it is. Williams, uh, Williams Manufacturing. Whatever. Yeah. But yeah, you were right. Well done. It was going from a WM that I saw in the movie. That's all? Yeah, that, that's all. That's on his coffee cup, isn't that's it? That's right, yeah. Good call. Good call. I won't say anything further for risk of exposing myself. <laughs> okay. And losing the two points. <laughs> oh, really? You didn't cheat, did you? <laughs> um, you? You said as well that the co-workers that Hutch works with will think he's a loser. I give you half a point because he doesn't really have a lot of interaction with anybody else other than the brother the only interaction he has at work is a guy that thinks he's a loser yeah so he yeah he does think he's a loser so wants a gun in his face and it's more it's more to do with him being related to the family though that's right yeah so i'll give you half a point for that he's the brother-in-law and he's just like you got to protect my sister man and he points a gun in his face and it's like you know if you do this you know there's going to be no question yeah but i think you were painting it as everybody at the workplace is kind of like what a loser i don't think that's the case other people do but and it's just the brother-in-law really you said one night, Hutch hears that his place is being robbed. He comes downstairs mm-hmm. with a golf club. He hesitates. He calls the police instead, and the robbers leave before they arrive. I give you two sets of one point there. This is all yeah. stuff we see in the trailer. Only difference is, is that there's a physical encounter. That's the right. Robbers don't just leave. They, yeah, I screwed that one up. They beat up Hutch, and they beat up his son. That's well, they how- don't beat up Hutch. No, they don't beat up Hutch. You're right. You're they, not getting points for that. They, they, <laughs> they, they, they belt his son and- 
That's um, right. They point a gun at Hutch and, and right. then they leave. But uh, in your in your prediction, you thought they would just get away with stealing Hutch's That's stuff. That's right. There's no altercation in my yes. plot. You said that the son was going to be disappointed that Hutch didn't fight the robbers mm-hmm. and Hutch would tell the police that he never considered fighting them or never considered, you know, attacking them, you know, because it's the right thing to do. And I give you two sets of one point there. This yeah. is stuff we see in the trailer. Yeah, that's all we knew about the movie, really. Yes, you said that the robbers would take uh, a few valuables and one of those things would be a kitty cat bracelet and Sammy, who is his daughter, is devastated. I give you two sets of one point They never there. take the kitty cat bracelet. Yes, they don't. The kitty cat bracelet is under the couch. That's right. I give you a point regardless because the film leads us to believe that. Yeah, okay, fair enough. And that becomes part of his whole mission. That's That's why he goes out. So he believes the robbers have that. In the movie, it takes him to the robber's house where he tries to find it, and that sort of kickstarts his awakening into running. So you're going from the fact that the movie presents us with the idea that they have taken the kitty cat bracelet, which is why he's going out there to get, you know, payback for it. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. Uh, you said that his wife would be annoyed that he didn't fight the robbers. Uh, this isn't really the case. She seems like a supportive person. They just have like a very cold relationship because Hutch. Well, she becomes more cold because of this thing. Eh, yes, I guess so. But I guess the movie sort of indicated that she was already. I gave you a point for that. Did you? Yes. <laughs> I mean, she's not annoyed though. No, she's not annoyed. So Do what you want. Okay. It's your assessment. <laughs> You said that the neighbour would gloat like he does in the trailer. Yep. He does. Says if it, if it was his house, he'd beat him up. Beat the shit out of him as well, yeah. if, what I said. Um, you yeah, said- Fair dinkum, mate. Oh, I'd give him a bunch of fires <laughs> if he come around to my place. <laughs> you said his work colleagues would ask why he didn't fight, and Hutch said he wanted to keep the damage to a minimum. It's true, but this is said to his brother-in-law, but, you know, it is yeah. a work colleague point there. This is all stuff we're seeing in the trailer. Hutch is- you said, Okay, this is interesting. You said Hutch sadly watches his family through a window in- Shame. Yes. Now, I'm happy to fight on this, or I'm happy if you if you disagree. This doesn't happen in the movie, but when I watched the trailer, it seemed like it was- kept- It does happen in the movie. Does it? Yeah, it does happen in the movie. Was, I thought this was the scene in which Hutch was watching the, the guy he let off. No, no, he does watch his family he through does. the window, and he is ashamed to go in. Oh, okay. So, I give you half a point for that. So he I feels be- so disconnected from his family. I must have missed that. So, I'll give you a point for, Fair enough. for that. Yeah. Because like I said, it does happen in the movie. I, I, I thought paid the trailer, special attention yeah, to it. Yeah, I thought the uh, trailer edited that so that it looked like Hutch was watching his family, but no. it was that- You know that scene where he lets the guy go and he well, follows no, up on him? Well, here's the thing. He's thinking about- that moment we haven't seen that moment yet in the movie but he's thinking about that moment as he's watching his family and the whole thing is he's realizing his family is having that beautiful moment but he's not there he's not involved Mm -hmm. that was the whole point of that scene and like i said it does happen in the movie but that was the purpose of it well i'll change that half a point to a point brilliant now the next thing you said is that we would see hutch separated uh from his wife uh, divided down by pillows, bed. not on a mattress, Matty D. On the floor. <laughs> not on the floor. And I give you a point because we do say that, that in the trailer. Yes. I mean, everybody must have saw that one coming, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, you said Hutch keeps a gun and some money in a shoebox for protection and he takes his gun. Uh, that in total gives you four points because that is all correct. Now, he actually takes his father's gun yes. in the actual movie. Yes, he does. So, he does. takes his father's gun and his old FBI badge from the 70s. Yes, he does. He does. So, it's not his own gun that he keeps. No. It's his father's gun. No, but still points because that does happen. And he does have the gun that the brother-in-law gives him and he that's keeps right. that in the freezer at his workplace. That's right, yeah. So, all stuff that's in the movie. You said that Hutch and his half-brother Harry would hunt down the thieves. So, he grabs his gun and he goes out with his half-brother and hold the thieves at gunpoint to get the money back, including the bracelet. Now, the brother doesn't go with him. This does happen in the movie. 
they don't get the bracelet, obviously, because the bracelet's not there. That's right. But everything else is right, so I'll give you two points for that. Yeah, because so I think he does hunt down the two criminals. The criminals turn out to be a husband and wife duo, and they've got a sick daughter, and they were just robbing Hutch out of desperation. Out of desperation, yeah. Now, you thought correctly that this wouldn't satisfy Hutch. Hutch's, like, you know, need to be- That's right. Because he, he kind of gets a high off this, going and cornering these thieves. He, it he wants to kill people, basically. Awakens something in him, much like Breaking Bad is how you, how you explain it. Yeah, that's it. right. And also, you said that his family still don't respect him. You said that he, when he brings the valuables back, so he, he gets the valuables mm. from the thieves, brings it back to his family, but says it was the police that got it back, and his family aren't impressed because they're like, yeah. well, the police did all the work. I could give you half a point because you're kind of on the right track, not completely, but it yeah. does does awaken something in Hutch and steers him in this direction. He, do, he never gets the valuables back from these thieves. That's right, yeah, you're right. He kind of leaves before. He gets his watch back. He does get his watch back, that is true. You said that he Hutch visits his father at a retirement home and his father tells him he's not a man. <laughs> says, uh, you know. Says, Doesn't actually happen in the movie. No. His, he, his father just says, do you remember who you were? That's the only thing he yeah, says. Yeah, so I'll give you half a point there. He does visit his father. His Are father, you okay, Marty? He, you don't look okay. His father, father gives him some supporting advice, but his father is one of these characters, one of the only characters in the movie that's actually not giving him shit. That's right. You said that there would be a part of Hutch that was dormant, that has been woken up. I give you a point because mm-hmm. this is stuff that, that the promotional material leads us to believe. Yeah. You said that Hutch punches a wall after he leaves the retirement home. He punches the wall out of frustration. This actually happens after he confronts the two robbers. That's right. This yeah. does happen. It's in the trailer. I give you a point. You said that Hutch would be riding the bus back home after seeing his father. In the actual movie, it's when he visits the robbers, but you know that, yeah, that's, that's right, how it that's happens right. in the movie. But in your plot, it's after the retirement home. Very close anyway. And he's confronted by a bunch of thugs that enter the bus and, and harass a young woman. Two sets of mm-hmm. one point. This is stuff we see in the trailer, but it is, it is all correct exactly as you painted out to be. You, you sort of paint this picture that Hutch is going to leave the bus to avoid violence. Yeah. One of the thugs calls him a coward and triggers him to fuck them all up, yeah. as the movie says. Now, the only difference with that is in the movie, he's never intending to leave. He's That's like, right. He's actually They wanting- make it very clear that he's going to, you know, he says, I hope these guys like hospital yeah, food. In a, in a narration- This girl's going to get home safely. In a narration, yeah. he says, please come on the bus, please come on the bus. And it looks like Hutch is walking out, but he actually locks the bus to go and fight. He actually forces the bus driver out, takes her phone so she can't call the police, locks yep. her out of the bus- and then, yeah, he's fully intending on basically killing these guys on the bus. It was a big scene in the trailer, but you called it as it was. One point there. It's a big scene in the movie. Yeah, it was. You said that Hutch beats the shit out of him. He does, one point. Yeah. You said Hutch tells his wife when he comes back home that he has had a long day. He's all bruised and bloodied. You speculate that they'll have passionate sex after this happens. Now, I'll give you two sets of two points because yes. that does happen in the movie. Yes. And yes, they do have passionate sex. They do. Uh, after that scene, after she's patching him up. And it sort of reunites their, their love their and their spark. Yeah. Their spark, yeah. You said Hutch would be happy and cheery the next morning, serving breakfast to his family and starting to have a good relationship with his children. Two points. It's not something we see in the promotional material, but it is exactly. Right. Exactly what yeah. happens. He makes them lasagna. <laughs> a really burnt looking lasagna. Yeah. Yes. Well, he hasn't made it for a very long time. Yes. He said Hutch would get a call from Harry telling him that people are coming for him after the scene in the bus and they're going to try to kill him. Two points because that's exactly yeah, that what That does happen, yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't call him on the phone or he does call him he on the phone. He does call him on the phone. He yeah. does call him on the phone. I give you two points anyway, man. Yeah. But like, there's a, they, they use a radio to communicate. That's right. Yeah, they use like a two-way ham radio. <laughs> now, just which like- Which is a staple in our plot. Yes, yes. Now, just like in the movie- uh, Hutch puts his family in a panic room and tells them not to call 911. Mm-hmm. One point, we see that in the trailer. Interestingly enough, the trailer seems to paint Becca, his wife, as somebody who's like asking, what's going on? What's happening? You know, I have no idea what's going oh, on. Oh, that trailer. In the movie, Becca knows 
uh, Hutch's previous life. Sort of, yeah. Sort of, yeah. Uh, well, was a part of it. So she's not as surprised as the trailer wants us yes. to believe she is. So I thought that, that was That trailer was full of misinformation, I'm just mm-hmm. going to say. Yes, it was. I think it really sort of steered us down an interesting path because there was flat out just lies in the trailer. Yes, there was. So it didn't make the movie, you know, better or worse, but the trailer really tried to paint it as a different movie to what it actually was. And again, I'm not saying that it made the movie, you know, worse because of it. It's just we went in with a different impression of what was going to happen in the plot. Yeah, and certain characters and things like that were, That's right. were very different. Now, you said that his house gets attacked by some gangsters and he takes mm. them out one by one. One point, this is stuff we see in the trailer. You thought that the sun would appear at this point. Blake would come and yeah. he would get- As in Hutch's son, yeah. Hutch's son, that's right, and get punched in the face. Um, that now, happens during the robbery. Exactly, happens during the robbery. But I give you a point there. Not quite worth two points because where it happens was not the case, but you know enough for, for a point. You said that it would be at this point where Hutch tells Becca, his wife, about his past life. Now, she already knows his past life. Sort of, again. Yeah, like yep, we said. Sort of. So, he never ever explains what he used to be, but there is a scene similar to this that happens with that black, they call him the Black Russian, I can't remember what his name is, Yeah, uh, where he tells this guy about what he used to be. So, that scene does happen, so I'll give you half a point for that. It's not to his wife, though. It's not to explain that, but it does happen to some guy he's just yeah. about to kill. He does that twice, actually, to that's people right. he kills. And for some reason, the movie always like cuts away because the guys die before he finishes his Yeah, scenes. that's right. So, he's talking and talking and talking, and then the camera pans over and they're just dead, <laughs> so they're not even listening. Like, you're so boring. Bob Odenkirk. You said that Becca would be fine with his past life. She is, two points, surprisingly so, but she already knew about his life beforehand. Now, you said that there would be another contact that would tell Hutch that one of the busboys was the son of a Russian mobster. Now, we thought his name was Carnegie. His name is Julian. Yep. But otherwise, this is exactly right. So, I'll give you two well, points Well, with the, the exception of him being a son, because he's actually yes. Julian's brother. So, the, the difference is, is that it's not his son- it's his brother, uh, Julian. The person I was watching the movie with kept saying it would make more sense if he was his son. It would. But the it only would. reason they made it his brother is because if it was his son, it would be identical to John Wick. Yeah, they wanted to make it different to John Wick. Yes. So, the difference is there, as you said, it's his brother, not his son. And he's not really a mafia, like he's not really a Don. He's he's a guardian of this sort of money that all the yeah. mobsters, all the Russian Obshack. mobsters- yeah, all the Russian mobsters own. So that's that's him. Otherwise, you're you're exactly right. So I'll give you two points for that. And it was not really in any yeah. promotional material. You said that Hutch would have an outstanding debt with Julian. Mm. Yeah. And now Hutch is back on their radar. He's now like, I'm going to collect this debt. This is wrong, but it's not your fault. The trailer misled us. The that's trailer right. kept talking about this debt. It's not in the movie at all. No, it's one it's of those not. flat out lies that you spoke about. That's right. Really, the big thing about Julian is that Hutch killed his brother. Yes, that's and he's right. after revenge. That's right. And I love the scene, by the way, when he goes into the hospital to confront like all of the thugs on the bus, and the first thing he does is just pick up a chair and just throws it <laughs> at one of the thugs' faces. This guy was awesome. Uh, this bad guy, I love yes. him. Uh, also, it's funny that you said it was another contact that would reach out to Hutch because the butcher is another sort of- The barber. The barber, yes. Yeah, sorry, yeah. not the butcher. Uh, the barber was somebody he reaches out to. So you're Which is his former handler from when he was working yeah, as so an assassin. Right and that was that was the one point where I was like, this is very John Wickish, like how they yes. have like, code names and things yes. like that. You said that- Okay, this is really good. You said that Julian would not care about his son. Okay, remember everybody, it's his brother, not yes. his son, but in Kieran's plot, it's his son. But he cares about the principle of the fact that he was beaten up. Now, again, it was his brother, and he ended up dead. 
because of Hutch. But this is essentially true. He hated his brother. So I'll give you two points there, but it's the principle of the fact that Hutch did this that Yulian needs to seek revenge. Hutch gets some gold and- Some stamps, I said. Yeah, you said some stamps. And the idea is he's going to, you know, pay off his debt or that's where you're leading to. He actually uses the gold to buy out his father-in-law's business. That's right. And, you know, it ends up being the place of the final shootout. And I guess I guess Hutch, you could say Hutch wanted the business genuinely, or you could say that he wanted to have, you know, the final fight scene take place That's there. Right. Uh, so I think you're on the right track because he's using the gold for that. So I give you half a point there, but it's not to pay off his debt. It's for other reasons, but he does, he does use yeah. his gold. You said that Hutch would go to a nightclub, a cool dingy nightclub. Yeah. Uh, Yulene would be introduced... In a song and dance number, much like Birds of Prey. Man, I was thinking Birds of Prey when I was watching this. Yes. It, was, it was crazy. It was identical. We do see this in the trailer, so I'll give you one point okay. here, but it does happen. You said that all the mobsters surround Hutch while he's sitting at his table. One point, we do see this in the trailer, but it does happen. Mm-hmm. In your plot, Hutch uses the gold, as I said before, to try to pay the debt, and the debt is paid. His debt, that is. I don't know why he mm. didn't do that before, but maybe he was in hiding, you know, and says that they're even even for attacking Julian's son because, you know, Julian's son, like, Blake Julian. got attacked. Julian, uh, Julian attacked Blake. Hutch attacked Julian's son. So he's like, we're even. Now, in the movie, not quite the case. Hutch ends up burning that money that the mobsters own. Says, I wrecked your entire you yeah, know, that's right. enterprise. The ob shack. You want to get out because the movie indicates that Julian doesn't want to do this anymore. So he's like, so Hutch is like, this is your out. We're even. You know, let's walk away. Um, so that's what happened in the. And don't forget, movie. he burns all of Julian's paintings, with the exception of one Van Gogh piece. Yes, that's right. He also burns the burns these paintings as well. So I'll give you a half a point there. So you're kind of on the right track, but not quite. He never yeah. pays off his debt. It's more it's more burning that, burning all that stuff. Uh, but you're right in the fact that Julian doesn't forgive Hutch. Yes, he said that uh, Julian. Okay, you said that Hutch is then attacked by the mobsters as Julian leaves, and Harry appears to help. I'll give you half a point because yeah. the mobsters do attack him. Harry's not there at this point. You said, I said that-, that Harry appears up in the catwalk with a sniper rifle. <laughs> it doesn't happen. He's- it does happen at the warehouse. Well, yeah, it happens later on. It happens later on, but not at this bit. You said that Harry would die. He doesn't die. No. But he's there for the final shoot. You got to remember that beat by beat, I'm just following the John Wick plot. <laughs> And then just inserting the characters from Nobody into John Wick, well, which does, is working really well for me, by the way. It's doing, yeah, it's, you're, you're doing really well. You're doing really well. Doing so I hope I got a point for Harry appearing with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, you get a point later on because that happens in okay, the final, fair enough. final shootout. Um, but he certainly doesn't die. And you get a point because he does come to help, as does Hutch's father yes. at the end of the final shootout. Uh, but he doesn't die. You were wrong there. You said that Hutch would hotwire a car and chase Yulian while being pursued by mobsters. This does happen. It, it, the context in the movie is he's chasing Yulian in a car and the mobsters are chasing him. And he does steal his neighbor's car. Yes, that's what I was going to say. He does steal his former neighbor's car. So I'll give you two points there because yeah. that does happen in the movie. Uh, yeah, again, in the movie, he's being pursued by the mobsters. He's not chasing Yulian. I think I said right. the wrong yeah. way around before. You thought that he would be pursuing Yulian and the mobsters would be pursuing him. Really, he's just fleeing and chasing yeah, that's the, right. where the final shootout would take place in a cool car chase scene. In what I called one of the best car chases that I've seen in recent history, mm. back in our Best and Worst of 2021 episode. Now, you thought that there would be a huge action scene, which there is. You thought it would take place in a the- Hugh mo- Jackman scene. Hugh Jackman scene. Hugh <laughs> Jack action, action yes. scene. Yeah. You thought it would take place in the mobster, in a mobster warehouse. It's mm. actually his father's factory. It's actually his warehouse. But it does happen. Um, we see bits of it in the trailer, but you did call it. And again, this is where Harry appears and, and helps. And this is where yeah. the father appears and helps. 
You said that Hutch would kill Yulian in a brutal way. You even suggested that you'd blow him <laughs> that up. That he would be blown up. I which- said like Max Payne 3, it happens identically to Max Payne 3. So you get, guess what, two points. Well that done, does me. So that in the end, Hutch would be leaving the chaos. He's beaten everybody. Everybody's dead. And it would lead to the start of the movie. Now I'll give you one and a half points because mm. the movie ends with him in the interrogation room and sort of ends up where we started from. Well, not quite. Who he is. Yeah, and then, and then it goes into where they buy the house and whatever. Yeah, that's but right. it's enough to give you a point and enough, uh, uh, more than a point, but a point and a half, but not quite yeah, two points. Sure. You didn't quite call it, but pretty good. Pretty, pretty close, though. Anyway. Pretty close, pretty close. So that was your plot. Pretty good. <laughs> I, think, I think the fact that you Not followed lie. the John Wick Pretty formula good, yeah. did really well. What you ended up with is 65 points. Wow. Good day for wow. Kieran. Look at that. A good Kieran payday. Good day yes. for Kieran's predictions. There's no beating around the bush, man. You called this one very, yeah, very well. There you go. There you go. Now, interestingly enough, in regards to your plot, you said that this was going to be like John Wick, but more realistic. And then you ended up presenting a plot that was crazier than any John Wick movie that I've ever seen. It ended up being like Bad Boys 2. <laughs> so I'm really excited to get into what you said, well, what you thought was going to happen in the movie. So straight away, I'll give you a bonus point because oh, during my plot, you'd correctly describe how the movie was going to open, how the title screen was going to come up. Oh, that's right. I said that, didn't you I? you said during my scene, when I was describing the interrogation scene, when they asked him who he was, you said that, oh, before he answers, it's going to flash up on the screen. Nobody. That's exactly what happens in the movie. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Are you saying that I have called the title screen? Yes. Oh, my God. I guess that every week I never get points right. Yeah, this is the first time you called it exactly. What a time for... This is a celebration. I, uh, so, you got a bonus point for that. Not two points, but you got a bonus point because it was during my plot and it wasn't a part of your plot. No, it wasn't. So, well done there. <laughs> Thank you. That's oh. the closest you got to the movie. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody, this week. Uh, anyway, what you actually said, you said the movie will be grounded in reality more so than the John Wick franchise, as I just explained. I gave you a point for that because that's true. That's not reflected in your plot in any way, though. <laughs> it's true, though. It's you, said like- the, you said that the movie opens with the break-in in Hutch's house. It does not. No, I, I kind of had a different idea from the trailer. I thought the action was going to be us as the audience going in cold and just seeing this break-in. So and your idea Hutch's was that there was going to be character development before any of the action, but you threw that out the window. And you're like, mm-hmm. we're going to start with action. What a mistake that was because we actually started with character development. <sighs> Always trust your instincts. That's the lesson here. But I, I think my character development, what I would have guessed, would have been wrong anyway, so. Well, we would never know. No, we, we would never know. You said that Hutch is awoken by the sound of the robbers and goes downstairs to investigate. Gave you a point for that. You said that the robbers are not professional thieves at all. They're just desperate and they make several mistakes. Gave you two points for that. There was no indication of that in the trailer and that was 100% accurate. Thanks. Thanks. Can you believe that? Yeah. Wow. You said that Hutch grabs a golf club and creeps up behind one of the robbers, but hesitates and decides not to attack. That's absolutely the case. That was in the trailer. Gave you a point for that. You said that the thief realizes that Hutch is behind him and starts beating Hutch up. This doesn't happen. Hutch isn't beat up in this scene at all. They do confront each other. The robbers do see Hutch and threaten Hutch. But With a yeah, gun that's not loaded. No, no beat up happens. So the whole reason that Hutch doesn't kill them is because he realizes that they're just desperate and they're not even, you know, they're not even carrying a gun yeah. with bullets in it. Yeah, later on in the movie. So he knows they're not a threat to him. He sees that there's no bullets in the gun, so he doesn't act on that. That's right. So you said that Hutch's son Blake attacks the thieves and one of the thieves punches him. I didn't even really get that correct in my plot, but you did, so I gave you a point for that. You said that this <laughs> You said that the camera zooms in on Hutch as he's being pummeled. You said pummeled. Uh, but Hutch doesn't appear to be in pain. You took this from the poster, didn't you? 
Yeah. So the poster is him, but like there's a whole bunch of fists hitting him at the same time, and he's barely reacting. Oh, is I, I might have it so long ago. Doesn't I can't happen remember. in the movie though. It, it was sounding a lot like Joker, so I don't know if that was an influence. I don't know. Maybe I saw the poster and I inserted that in there. Yeah, I think that's sometimes even, these images you, you see them and they creep into your mind. Yes, they, they just end up in your prediction. You said that later. The police question Hutch, and he explains that he didn't fight back because he didn't want to escalate the situation. That's a point because again we saw that in the trailer. You said that Blake pipes up and says that Hutch should have fought the thieves. Gave you a point for that. That was the case in the movie. You said that Hutch is then demasculated by most of the characters from this point onwards in the movie. Gave you a point for that because that's basically the case. And we see that in the trailer. It's pretty heavily in the trailer. You said that we get a snapshot of Hutch's life and everyone tells him that he should have acted like a man. Gave you a point for that because at least three people in the movie tell him that. Mm -hmm. So that's enough of a, a precedent for me to reward that a point. You said that Blake is embarrassed by his father Hutch. Uh, yeah, that's the case. Yeah. We definitely see that in the movie. You said that Hutch's neighbour is a jerk about the robbery. Gave you a point for that because he's just a jerk in general. The whole reason he has his sports car in the movie, well, his muscle car in the movie, is because <laughs> his father died <laughs> yeah. and left it to him. And he was just like, oh, that was the best thing about the guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You said that Hutch's wife becomes cold towards him. I gave you a point for that because I'm so nice. She was already cold towards him, but this just makes it worse. What a big fat jerk I am, right? Yes. Not forgiving your point for that. Oh, well. You said that Hutch sleeps on a mattress on the floor <laughs> in his own bedroom. I thought I saw that in the trailer. While, we- his, while his neighbor like really gives it to his wife and he has to listen. No, <laughs> that was that was my plot. Uh, you, that never happens in the movie. Yeah, we after this after we recorded that episode, we watched the trailer again. Yes. We watched that scene and I was like, damn, yeah. it, is, so it is a pillow. There's pillows dividing him and his wife in the bed just because there's that emotional divide there and this is just a physical way of showing it. Uh, and later on in the movie, Hutch decides to sleep on the couch. That's fairly close to what happens yeah. in, in your plot, but it's not a mattress on the floor. No. You said that Hutch's father was formerly an assassin as well. I gave you two points for that because it strongly, strongly suggested that that is the case. Yeah. We know that he worked for the FBI. We know nothing else about that. But given his actions at the end of the movie, I think it is implied that he was an assassin yeah. for the FBI. He says it's the family business. He says That's he right. misses this life. He, yeah, I think it's pretty. Exactly. You said that everyone incorrectly presumes that Hutch's father is senile or has dementia. Two points. <laughs> That's exactly the case. There's that great scene in the nursing home where two assassins come to kill him and he ends up shooting them with a sawn-off shotgun. Wow. And, he, and, they, and he, they think he's watching old westerns. Yeah. <laughs> like the orderly comes in going like, what's going on? He just turns up the volume on the TV really loud and there's like <laughs> lots of gunshots and it covers up the fact that he's like holding a dying man in his arms while he's holding the remote in the other one. <laughs> Thank you, Christopher Lloyd, for giving me points in my prediction. Wow. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd, he did way more in this movie than we thought he would. Hmm. He you did. S- you said that Hutch's father gives Hutch grief for not attacking the robbers. He doesn't really. Just ask if Hutch remembers who he was. Doesn't yeah. really give him shit, so. Yeah, I, we both thought that and we were both yes. wrong. You said that the thieves stole Hutch's watch and $20. That's exactly right. That was in the trailer, though. You said that the thieves also slashed Hutch's tires, <laughs> which for some reason he has to take his car to the mechanics for slashed tires. Just get new tires, man. <laughs> which is why he has to catch the bus to work. Yeah, I remember seeing in the trailer him him on the bus. I, and I can't like, wait for the day. There has when, to be a reason for this. Yeah, I can't wait for the day when Matty D's one of his tires, has a little blowout. <laughs> And he's just like, better go to the mechanics instead of just replacing it with a spare tire. That's I have been so fortunate enough never having to replace a tire in my life. So You can just call up the NRMA and they will literally come and replace your yeah, tires. Do, you yeah. do not need to take your car what? to the mechanics. I feel like you need to like learn how to do that yourself as well. I mean, yes. I, I, it's been explained but to me. You're not going to be carrying four tires with you everywhere you go. No. So if you're, That's true. If all of your car tires are slashed, I mean, you don't have to slash 
all of somebody's tires, but it could happen. Mm. But you're not going to be carrying four tires with you, but you can literally call up a service. They'll bring you tires and you'll be fine. You don't need to take the cars to the mechanics. Also, how would it get there with no tires? They, um... <laughs> they come all the way to tow his car. Yeah, you can they get mechanics think, to your house. They don't think to bring tires. It's one of those, like, rip-off They can go to your house and do a pink it slip. It just goes to show that Matty D didn't know anything about cars pink, at this point. Pink, pink slips out, our sort of safety check, everybody, international listeners. But, you know, I don't know. Pink I just thought it was another... Matty D. Are they? Okay, yes. I, well, I don't know. I don't drive anywhere else. But uh, that Still was... Still knows nothing about cars. Just, no, I know it gets me to A to B. Yes. If it makes funny noises, I ignore it. <laughs> he does. So, you said that while Hutch is riding the bus home from work, a bunch of thugs start harassing a, quote, young girl. I think you mean young woman. Mm-hmm. When you say young girl, I'm imagining a child. No. On the bus. I mean, she's like teenager 20s, right? Yeah, early 20s, I would say. I gave you a point for that because that's the case, but please use young woman in the future. <laughs> you said that Hutch goes to leave the bus, but one of the thugs makes fun of him, causing Hutch to finally snap. Gave you half a point for that because Hutch never intended to get off the bus as we explained. Just wanted to vent his frustrations on the thugs. But I said the same thing. You gave me half a point, so you get a half a point. Yeah, and the trailer really steered us in that direction as well. Yes, that's right. You said that Hutch pulls out a gun, empties out the bullets and says he's going to fuck them up. Gave you a point for that, exactly as it happens in the trailer. You said that Hutch beats up the thugs in an impressive scene and a bottle is involved. Well done, I gave you a point for that. And it was an impressive scene, I have to say. You said that the thugs are not Russian mobsters. They're just regular street thugs. Uh, That's not correct at all. And then watching the trailer again, they have clear Russian accents. That's right. (laughs) I don't know why. You should have just put two and two together. That's the problem. I guess I thought, what are are Russian mobsters doing on a bus? So that was a huge conversation we had, but... Because you joked, like, what's going to happen? They're too drunk to drive home and they get the bus. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, they, they, (laughs) they crashed into a... Yeah, they crashed that car and then got into the bus. That's right. Uh, it makes more sense that the way it happened in the movie and the way you called it, but I yes. don't know. I was just like, no, nah, it's just going to be some randoms. You said that once Hutch has defeated the thugs, the passengers on the bus are frightened of him. There's no passengers on the bus once he beats them up, except for the, the woman. She's no. not frightened. She says thank you as she leaves. Yeah. And the bus driver is more annoyed than frightened in the end. Is she annoyed? Yeah. No. She's just there going, what the fuck? <laughs> and he, and, you My know. bus. My bus. Uh, you said that the bus driver calls the police on Hutch. There's no way she could have called the police in the movie because Hutch took her phone. Yep. It was done on purpose. You said that Hutch returns home beaten up and his wife asks what happens, but Hutch avoids answering. I give you half a point for that because in your plot, he was already beaten up. How would she notice that he was more beaten up? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, also, she no. never asked why he was beaten up. No. You're, you're saying he was beaten up during the robbery? That's right. You said that he was pummeled. Yeah. Well, maybe, during the robbery. maybe he looks worse. Yeah. <laughs> Which That's I guess some- he does. Yeah. But, yeah, what you described doesn't happen in the movie. You said that we're then introduced to our villain who has one of the bus thugs brought in in front of him and Julian wants the description of the man who beat him up. Gave you half a point because this sort of happens in the movie in the hospital scene, but the thugs all work for Julian, let's stress, and Julian is upset that his younger brother is in critical condition and later dies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm lifting some John Wick stuff here, some old- Not correctly. (laughs) No, and and like classic action movie stuff, which doesn't end up up happening. That's right. You said that Julian realises that Hutch is still alive, so let's not forget in both of our plots, we thought that Julian and Hutch had a previous history. They don't. You thought that Julian believed that Hutch was dead for years. Julian has no idea who Hutch is. No. Let's stress that. Julian no one has, does, really. Yeah, nobody point. does know who he is. So. He's, he's completely hidden. He's, he's off the radar. That's right. So that was an aspect that we both got really wrong. You said that at home, Hutch finds a message on his answering machine that's in Russian. And since Hutch can speak Russian, he realizes that Julian is coming for him. This never happens in the movie. Also, Hutch can't speak Russian in the movie. No. Well, I don't, I don't know if that ever comes up, but I guess not. It never comes up. 
Now, originally you thought that Hutch would be warned by his brother. <laughs> that would have been closer to the movie because that's what happens. But you're like, no, no, no. Instead, he gets an answering machine message in Russian that, you know, sort of warns him that they're coming. I don't know why they did that. Consider it. Threatening. Consider it, I suppose. You said that Hutch ushers his family into a panic room that they've never seen before. I gave you a point for that because that's absolutely the case. It's also in the trailer. You said that Russian mobsters break into Hutch's house and he fights them off. And they run away unscathed. Oh, lucky Russian mobsters. <laughs> Gave you half a point for that because Hutch kills most of them and injures the rest. But Hutch himself is kidnapped by the mobsters. They don't get away unscathed. All of them are killed. No. Nope. You said that Hutch's neighbor sees the hitman and screams. Nothing like that happens in the movie. Yeah, he never we comes We never back. see the, the neighbor again outside of that one scene he has. <laughs> it's a funny mental image, though. You said that as one of the mobsters is fleeing, he snatches up Hutch's daughter's kitty cat bracelet. <laughs> This doesn't happen at all no, in the movie. No. He's just like, I'm going to take your kitty cat bracelet. Or, of all the things he could have taken, he's just like, ha ha, kitty cat bracelet. Yoink. You see, he did it out of spite as well. It's just like, ha, oh, this is real. I know just from glancing at it, this this is really important to your daughter, so I'm going to take it. I don't know. Stranger things happen, right? Like it, making a True. bad guy completely despicable is like, yeah. you make him steal candy from a baby. Yeah, from if a it was baby. the 90s, yeah, that would have been the case. Mm. He said that Hutch takes his family around to his brother Harry's house and Hutch isn't directly related to Harry but instead they're work colleagues. Yeah, I was wrong here. I, I remember saying I thought he was going to be like a half-brother, like an adopted brother, but- You said I, blood brother. I, yeah, but then I said, oh, no, actually, he's going to be like a work- Like, that's good. they're going to call each other that because they're colleagues, and that's wrong. Turns out that they are actually brothers. I yes. don't know the logistics of how exactly they're brothers. They never go into it. They never need but to. But they are shown that they were children together growing With up. With Christopher Lloyd, yes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Very poorly photoshopped picture. <laughs> Uh, also, you mixed up the barber with Harry. So, the character that you thought was Harry in the trailer turns out to be the barber. Yes. Can I be honest? I did not see Harry in the trailer. I saw the barber in the trailer. in one shot. Yeah, and he I missed that shot completely. So, when I was looking at who who I so thought you, Harry you was- essentially mixed up two black actors is what happened. No. Well, yes, I did <laughs> do that. But I, I just saw one person in one scene. I didn't see the other guy at all. Yeah, fair enough. You said that Harry explains to Hutch and his family that Hutch was doing a job for Yulian when he called quits, and now Yulian feels that Hutch owes him. Now, I don't know why he's explaining this to Hutch, because Hutch already knows this. Yeah, this doesn't happen in the movie, and yeah, what else can I say? <laughs> it doesn't happen in the movie, that's it. <laughs> you said that Hutch goes to confront Yulian directly at a seedy nightclub. I gave you a point for that. I, at first, I gave you two points, because I was like, wow, he really called it. And then I looked at the trailer, and I'm like, trailer. oh, it's in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, it's in the trailer. <laughs> you said that this results in a huge fight scene that spills out into the streets. I gave you a point and a half for that, because yeah. close enough- Yeah. The fight does spill out into the streets eventually. He, he It turns into the car chase. That's right. You said that Hutch runs across rooftops and fights hitmen up on the roofs. Oh, man, no. That never happens. So, this is the point where your plot just completely deviates from the actual movie. You said that the police get involved since they're after Hutch from the bus fight. You think that would make sense, but it doesn't happen in the movie. You said that Hutch is arrested along with several Russian goons. This doesn't happen. Don't worry, I'm going to get to his actual arrest later on in your plot because he mm. gets arrested twice in your plot. He does. Yeah. He said that Hutch ends up in a holding cell and the Russian goons break out of their own cells and run into <laughs> Hutch's cell and start beating him up. And the police are kind enough to let them out of the jail so the fight could spill out into the streets. Yeah. Of course, this doesn't happen in the movie. That's just silly. You said that one of the goons tells Hutch that Yulian has captured his family and Hutch beats that thug to death. This never happens in the movie. You said that Yulian presumes that Hutch was killed during the fight and yet still decides to keep holding the family hostage because he's like, they're my family now. <laughs> You said that Hutch arrives at Yulian's mansion. You called it a favela. And we know it's a villa, which is what I meant. <laughs> yeah, because that happens in the movie. It doesn't. No. And he said he starts a Scarface-style gun battle in Yulian's mansion. This never happens in the movie. Tell you what, I'm, I'm writing a cool movie. You certainly are. You're writing that makes no logical sense. You're writing but- the plot to Bad Boys 2 is what you're <laughs> writing, because this exactly happens in Bad Boys <laughs> 2. It? 
which we did watch together at this point. Maybe that's the show, influence in preparation for Bad Boys Three. <laughs> yes, I can tell you exactly. This this exact plot is just the Bad Boys Two plot. <laughs> He said that Hutch takes out Yulian's goons one by one and makes his way to Yulian himself. I gave you a point because that's close enough to the warehouse fight and otherwise you wouldn't get any points. <laughs> he said that it's revealed that Yulian hired Hutch to kill a good person and Hutch refused and went into hiding. Didn't give you any points for that because that's a plot point from Gemini Man. Uh, so, I'm going to argue this a little bit because sure. he is supposed to kill somebody that he refuses Who's not to. a good man. Does it ever go into who that's... Oh, no, he wasn't a good man. Yeah, uh, yeah so yeah, that's fair. So that's he was fair. a real scumbag. So uh, Hutch was hired to kill like a real scumbag who was embezzling money from the company and Hutch let him go. Because he begged. Because he begged and he said he usually doesn't listen to people beg, but he wanted to see what this guy would do. He was actually following him with the intention of killing him if he, you know, backslid and went back into crime. But it turned out that the guy ended up going... He, he was true to his word. He lived a separate life. He went and had a family of his own. And then Hutch got jealous because this guy, you know, he was able to to get get out. out. He managed to get out of crime and have a happy family. And he was watching him with his family, got jealous. And he was just like, that's what I want to do, which is why Hutch left the assassin thing. Okay, so that's a little different to what I said. Not at all related to what you said. And like I said, that was literally a plot point in Gemini Man. And fuck you for making me think of Gemini Man. So you don't get any You made me think of the little things, so it's deserved. Yeah, it's equal. Yeah, it's fair enough. You said that Hutch kills Yulian by kicking him out a window. <laughs> Gave you half a point because Hutch really? does kill Yulian. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't kick him out a window. You said that Hutch beats up the thug who stole the kitty cat bracelet and goes outside and hands it to his daughter who was there watching the fight the whole time. <laughs> the kitty cat bracelet is never stolen. No. It was just lost under a lounge somewhere. And yeah, his daughter was never there to witness the fight. In his basement? Yeah, that's right. In his basement. That- not not in the, uh, not in the, the, not panic, in the room. panic room. It was in his basement. So okay. it's the room where he goes down to sleep when he sort of wants to get away from his wife. Right. And his daughter comes along and is talking to him down there. It makes sense that she would have lost it. That's right. That's right. You said that Hutch is arrested by the police. I gave you a point for that because we knew this was going to happen from the trailer. You said that Hutch is interrogated by the police who tell him that since all the people that he brutally killed were bad people, there's no legal reason to detain him. Yep. And they let him go. Yep. That's the law. That's how the law works. Yep. It's the law. Gave you half a point for that because uh, Hutch is interrogated by the police. And the government basically forces the police to let him go. So, that's close enough. But what you said was so silly. That was so silly, Matty. It made me cringe listening back to it. Can you imagine that in real life? It was just like, it's straight from your little things plot. That's the thing. Because um, in, in the Matty D universe- It happened in Catch Me If You Can, so- No, it didn't. Well, it sort of did. No, it didn't. It sort of did. <laughs> it did not happen in Catch Me If You Can. Because how many people did Leonardo DiCaprio brutally murder? Zero. Thank uh, you very much. My and- time for watching it? Anyway. <laughs> It's a great movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, in the Matty D universe, mm-hmm. if you kill bad people, there's no like legal reason for that to be considered manslaughter. But they're bad guys. You're doing the police a service, so they're just like, you know what? Yeah, that's not for the police to decide. You're good. But you did the exact same thing in your little things plot. <laughs> so, yes. Again, fuck you for making and, me think of the little things and, so you and, don't get any and, points. And also, um, the one with Liam Neeson as well, I said it there. Oh, Men in Black International. No, yeah, not Men in Black International. The one where he's the in and out bandit. That's right. You did say that in yeah. that movie. And that kind of happened in that movie. <laughs> no, he still got arrested in that movie. Got, yeah, well, we don't know what happened at the end of that movie. I, I'm just going to start working that into my plot yeah. now. On. You can just legally kill as many people as you want. As long as they're bad people. Yes. Who decides they're bad people? The police. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm not saying it's a perfect system, but... Yeah, well, it's the system we have in the Matty D universe, so we're going to have to stick with it. You said that the police ask Hutch who he is, and he tells them that he is nobody, and he coolly smokes a cigarette. Gave you a point okay. for that. That happens at the start of the movie. That happens. 
you then proclaimed that you believe you're accurate to the movie. You were just like, I, you give me a funny face, but I feel like I've called this one. Yeah, many D, you didn't call it. <laughs> I started good. Yes, started, you started well, very well. I started all right, but a lot. I of- think you were closer to me at the start, but then at the end, it turned into Bad Boys Two, and so you got a Bad Boy thirty-two points. And Who Framed Roger Rabbit in a way as well. Yes, which you didn't talk about because I guess that didn't what wasn't part of my prediction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to bring that up, but because yeah, <laughs> I didn't think it was a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. Yeah. No, who am I to judge? But yeah, you got thirty-two points. Sorry, Matty D. That's okay. I was expecting that amount. Well, given that the half the movie that you described didn't happen. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. So now that we've discussed how well we did with predicting the movie, Matty D, what are your final thoughts on Nobody the Movie? Yeah, I, I didn't have a lot of expectation with this movie. And when I watched it, I was pleasantly surprised. We said mm. really good things. We watched it for our special episode where we covered all the, the movies. Best and worst of 2021, year. yep. And I sung its praises and really enjoyed it. Thought it was a fun time. Thought it was a good soundtrack. I know you're very high on it. Yeah. I gotta say though, it was less than the experience was lessened for me the second time around. Sure. I, I don't think it's bad. It's but just we've seen this before. Yeah, that's yeah. And and I, I'm gonna be a massive buzzkill <laughs> and and ruin people's fun. But there's a part of this movie that really irks me of the whole thing of like when he's nonviolent, he's a loser. Everyone makes fun of him. He's, you know, he's not getting, you know, his wife doesn't That was a grudge him. that you had going into the movie. It That's is a grudge thing. that I had going into the movie. And I think, and I know that this movie's like a fun, you know, don't take it seriously. Just go along with the ride. But I think that that element is still there because when he starts being a violent, way is, he yeah. starts killing people. That's when everyone's like, oh, you're so great. And I and I got a problem with that. I just it just sure. it just I know I, I need to switch off and not think about that, but it, it's just there, and I just don't like it. But you know, it's, it, for what it is, it's good. I'd recommend people watching it if you're into this kind of movie. So it was yeah. it's, it's a good movie. It was a highlight that year. I, I was surprised at how good it was because I wasn't expecting a lot. It's up there with Cruella Deville, which sounds really weird to say. Cruella Deville was great. Yeah. Well, I think nobody was better than Cruella Deville, but I put them on the same level in my mind. Yeah, that makes sense. So it was already obvious from you know my best and worst of 2021 opinion that I thought this was one of the best movies of 2021. That's not saying much because there weren't too many brilliant movies that came out that year. But still, this was a highlight for me. I went and saw it twice in the cinemas. I have watched it twice on DVD. I, I have fun every time I watch the movie. I just sit there with a, a goofy smile on my face through most of it. I get chills in some of the action scenes. Really? Because it's just it's just a fun time for me. So you you just like the funness of it. So you know how like you'll put on the action scenes in John Wick because they're like the best parts of the movie. I sort of feel like this whole movie is like the best parts of John Wick. Right. Where John Wick, as I've always said, takes itself way too seriously to its detriment. This movie at no point ever takes itself seriously. Okay. So you, you it's like the best bits of John Wick is as this a whole movie. movie. Yeah, that's right. That's so great. the things I don't like about John Wick aren't present in this movie. Which leads me to just have a great time with it, which makes me worried about the sequel because, you know, I'm, I'm always concerned, like, are they going to John Wick it up in the sequel and try and make it more of a serious premise? I don't think so. I think they had enough tongue-in-cheek in this movie to know what they were doing. Yeah. I can't even imagine what would happen in the sequel. Uh, who knows? Who knows? We're probably going to have to predict it one day. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I ended up really enjoying the movie. Is it the best movie ever made? Of course not. Of course not. A movie like this is never going to be a masterpiece, but... If you take it for like a goofy action movie, I think it's perfectly serviceable. More than serviceable, it's a good goofy action movie. Better than any of the John Wick movies, in my opinion, just because of the reasons I previously stated. So, yeah, what else can I say? Yeah, and I tell you what I liked. I liked the fact that it was an hour and a half. Yes. 
It's a short movie as well. And here's the thing. When I put it on, typically when I have to rewatch these movies, I'm clock watching the whole time. I'm like counting down the minutes until the movie's over. I put it on with no hesitation. I never check the time once. And I just put it on knowing that I'm going to enjoy the movie. It's kind of good because it knows exactly what it's going to do. It goes in and does it. It doesn't like yes. waste your time. With I anything. watched all the deleted scenes as well. And I'm so glad that they cut out those deleted scenes because the deleted scenes would have just dragged the movie down. Slowed it down. Right? Yeah. And so they were really smart in making the movie very brisk. And I think it rewards the movie very well. But enough about our opinions. I want to know your opinion. Please, you, the dear listener. If you've seen Nobody, if you're a fan of it, if you're not a fan of it, let us know your thoughts. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can hunt us down on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on the Podbean site. Now, I think I have to address this because I talked about this in the best and worst of 2021 episode. I have spoken to a few people who said they didn't like the movie at all because they thought it was a vanity project for Bob Odenkirk. Which I don't really think... I don't think that's a fair needs criticism. So, they were sort of comparing it to John Wick. And the, the criticism they had was that they never believed that, you know, Bob Odenkirk's character is an assassin because he never comes across as, you know, someone who could be capable of that. Well, that's the point of Again, the movie, I that's think. that's the point of the movie. I don't agree with that at all. And then... It's just like saying, oh, I don't expect Clark Kent to be Superman. Exactly. I mean, usually they have like a really muscly guy as Clark Kent. But, you know, yeah. like it's like that whole idea. Yeah, exactly. I don't expect Billy Batson to be Shazam. I don't expect um, Walter White to be, you know. Yeah, exactly. Again, that's the whole point of the movie. That's the whole point of the movie. And I think if you're saying, like, I don't buy him as a, a tough guy assassin, you're missing the point of the movie. Second of all, I don't think Bob Odenkirk needs a Vanity Project, given that he's the main character on one of the most highly acclaimed TV shows of all time. Now, now is there a reason people are saying this? Did he have, like, some creative control over this project? Bob he Odenkirk? was one of the producers. Okay, all right. He wasn't the director or writer. It wasn't like he's like, I'm writing this movie, nobody, where I'm like the biggest tough guy who gets all the women. Yeah. Because I have seen Vanity Project where the writer-director makes the movie about themselves and in the, in the you know, they're a massive badass in the movie. Yes. I'm thinking of any Neil Breen movie. Uh, basically, any like direct-to-video movie starring like a, a, a 50-year-old man is always them as the biggest tough guy. And like I said, I don't think Bob Odenkirk needs that. I don't think his ego needs to be stroked any further. So I don't think he's going in the movie wanting it to be like, oh, he's this big tough guy and look at how tough he well, is. Yeah, but I can get that that would ruin somebody's impression. If, you, if sure. you've got that, because yeah. I, all honesty, I've got that conception of Vin Diesel. So every time I watch yes. a Vin Diesel movie, that's, and that could be not, it's probably not the case at all, but I always see Well, his it's way more blatant in a Vin Diesel movie than it is in this movie because, you know, Hutch is humiliated, he's humbled at several points in the movie, he's vulnerable, where Vin Diesel or someone like The Rock is never vulnerable in any of their movies yeah. at any point. Yeah, so I, I get why people. If you've got that idea in your head, it's not, it's something you can't say. I think I think yeah. the same time every time I well, see like Tarantino I said- on screen, I, that always makes me cringe. <laughs> yes, I, I feel like he gives himself like cool. Like anyway, but you know, once you have that, oh idea- yeah, the racist guy from Pulp Fiction was so cool. <sighs> well. Yeah, the racist guy from Django Unchained was so Maybe cool. he's he a gets, race. He gets blown up with dynamite. Anyway, it's a fight we have uh, off air always. But yeah, I can understand if you have that idea going in that that ruins the movie. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, this guy's just like making himself look cool. Yeah, I, I think they're just missing the point in my own personal I agree, opinion. Yeah. You know, if that's your opinion, tell me about it and, you know, argue the point. Let us know. So before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be predicting the plot of next week. Matty D, I hope you're pumped. We're going from one action movie to another. Yeah. We're going from one franchise. Wait, this isn't a franchise. Uh, we're going into a franchise. Let's just say that. Matty D, what is one of the best 70s boxing movies that you can think of? 
Are you talking There's about, only one. Talking about Rocky? Yes. So we're looking at the continuation of the Rocky franchise. I think the 13th installment in the Rocky franchise, Creed 3, the nice. third installment in the Creed franchise. Have you seen any of the other? I have never seen a Creed movie in my life. Okay. So I am going to watch both of them before next week. I'll be interested in your thoughts. They're movies that I've liked. Yeah. So I've got to say, for the most part, I love the Rocky movies. Not okay. to spoil my you know history for next week, but All I- All of them? Uh, the ones that I've seen, I've enjoyed, and I've only seen maybe four of them. Right, okay. That, that's very telling. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, that's that's cool. These are, these are hot movies right now. So. Yeah. And we're going to be able to talk about Tessa Thompson, Maddie D's favourite actress Yay. in the world. I can't wait to talk about it next week. So, please join us next week for Creed 3. And until then... Kieran, who are you? I don't know if this will work because I said your name. <laughs> I speak, you listen. You know why I'm here. Because I'm a good man. I'm a family man. Most of all, I'm the man who did not deserve your gun in his face. Now, the watch. The kitty cat bracelet. Goddamn kitty cat bracelet, motherfucker! You know what you're talking to me? I swear to God, I don't know. It's a goddamn bracelet. I'll help you find it. Oh, 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 please, man. I don't know where it is. <laughs>